This is where it's happening. Please cover the youth pastors, cover the youth, because they need that. They need mothers and fathers, they need grandparents, they need people praying for them continuously, because the enemy is working double time, okay? And it's up to us to do something about it. Well, while they're finishing up here, I'm gonna start, how's that? I guess since we have a chair, I'll sit. <laughs> you know, Bob, well, of course, I didn't meet Bob till he was 75, and he sat when he ministered, so I got to sit with him. But um, let's see, Esther, Esther Yoon, would you come up, please? You know, I, I know there were a lot, there's a lot here today that was here over the weekend, and I so appreciate that you came out. And I appreciate everyone who helped here because, you know, we would not be able to do this without you. You know, I mean, we couldn't, I mean, they just took care of everything, even getting my coffee and plenty of it. Well, come here, Esther, come up on stage with me a minute. Now, two reasons she's here. The Lord showed me she's a prophecy and you don't even know it, right? But her name is Esther. And tomorrow is um, Purim, is when we celebrate, you know, Purim, the Feast of Esther. And little Miss Esther came all the way from South Korea. You gotta take that off. Okay, now look at this. <laughs> she designed, you know, the scar, she, she did this, what, what would you call it? You did the design anyhow. I don't know what you'd call it exactly, but yeah, graphic design. Is that awesome? Yeah. The Daughter of the Dawn. In the time of Esther, right after she designed this for me, which was last fall, she went back to South Korea. And I saw her the other night, I thought, oh my goodness, she is here. You know, what is the odds that she would show up because I didn't think you yeah. were coming back. Yeah, so I feel like she's a real prophecy. And it's the time of the Esthers. You know, Esther, and I said this the other night, Esther went forth, you know, she, she really needed to stand in the gap for her nation, didn't she? Mm. And she went for it, you know, if, you know, the king had to extend the scepter to her. And that's what the king is doing to us today, extending the scepter to us, okay? Now, oh, you can go sit down, it's okay. This is our beautiful Esther. But he, the king is extending, he's extending his hand to us today. And I really feel, especially ladies, it is a time that we rise up to our feet, okay? We have got to do this. We just can't sit there and be observers any longer. We must be participators. You know, the guys really can't do it without us, all right? They need us, and I'll tell you, Hetty and Oh, little Irma over here. Oh, 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 my goodness. I need to do a conference and just have them speak. You know, this would shake the mountain. But I'm telling you what, the women have got the goods, and it's time that they quit being, you know, it's like the silence of the lamb. Something's covered their mouth and hasn't allowed them to speak, and timidity has set into the women. So, you know, I really feel that what took place this weekend broke a lot of that off, and you can't go back to the old way. All right, we've got to march forth, which was yesterday. We have to march forward, okay, and not go back. And men, you need to encourage your wives, your girlfriends, your sisters, your mothers, okay? Hey, I'm a spring chicken, you know. Uh, you know, Lord said to me the other day, it's no mistake, I waited till now for you to step out. He's prepared me all my life, but now is when he's having me step out is because had I done it earlier, no one would have accepted me. So, for such a time as this, we are stepping forward because the king is extending his scepter to us, okay? All right, that's number one. And I am Bonnie Cash today. <laughs> a sister gave me a, a leopard uh, sweater and I wore it, but I was too hot, so anyhow. 
All right, so I asked the Lord this morning, what do you want me to share today? And he said, what would you like to share? I said, I don't know, Lord. I want to talk about Esther. And I said, but what is on your heart? What do you want me to share? So he told me to read Revelation 4. I think, I think we're going to put the up on... Yeah, I feel like I'm just telling a story here. Okay. All right. Okay, now, uh, I'm going to start in Revelation 3, 19. And I'm not going to read everything, but... As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Has anyone felt like uh, the Lord has chastened them or rebuked them? Or I'd just say corrected them. You know, he does it because he loves us and he wants to get us to repent, even if it's just little bitty things, okay? Anything that stands in the way between us and him, we need to get rid of. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Wow, he has set a table for us, all right? And he's knocked at our door. Are we willing to go in? To him who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And that's us. Chapter 4. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here. Has the Lord been calling us to come up with him? We've been talking about that this weekend. We are seated there in heavenly places with him. We still think that we're just glued to these seats. No, we're not. Okay, come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. That's what we've been talking about. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Now, I'm probably not going to read all of these things. There's different things that he was seeing. And, you know, the, the throne proceeded, lightnings, thunderings, voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. I would imagine we're going to talk about that today. There were living creatures, um, the four living creatures having six wings full of eyes around the, uh, and with And they do the rest day and night, saying, Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And they give him honor and glory. You know, honor is what we should be giving everybody every single day. It's easy to honor people when they're dead. Say what wonderful things they did. We need to honor them face to face every day. That's something that is really lacking in this nation, and it is very sad. But it starts with you. Every one of us. So the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by, and by your will they exist and were created. Now that is what Etienne and Brandon were talking a lot about this weekend. You see, they have a depth and understanding that we haven't got to yet. Not all of us, but I'm saying the church in general. If you remember me saying, and you'd hear Bob say this, his ceiling must be our floor. He could only take us as high as God had gifted him to do. And when he had done that, it was time for him to go home. One of the last things he said to me was, Honey, I've taken the body of Christ as far as I can. If you don't take them higher, then my life has been a failure. So, even though, like I said, I believe Bob was the mightiest man I knew, the most prophetic person, but yet there's a higher level. And God gave us Etienne back in 2010, and Brandon, well, Brandon had met Bob before, but, you know, he and I connected then. The Lord told Brandon to honor me. Isn't that amazing? Honor Bonnie. And you know what he said to me? At the same time, he said, take him under your wing. That means I get to spank him. <laughs> but, but, you know, here, here's, the, here's the thing. I mean that kindly. No, you know what? But here, here's the thing. We need 
We need mothers and fathers. This generation that's coming now, they can't do it without you. They've got the zeal. And they've got the power in them, and we felt that coming off them. But they don't have, they lack understanding, they lack the wisdom, and that's what we need to pour into them. And if we don't do our job, we're going to lose this generation. That's what's happened in the past. I didn't see the Jesus movement, is that what it's called? I haven't, I plan on seeing it Tuesday, $5 day. But uh, <laughs> I'm cheap. I'm the widow's mite, M-I-T-E. Okay, but, but. You know, we lost a generation. I've wondered, like, what was wrong with my parents? What was wrong with the people above me? Why did they take prayer out of school? I was just a little kid. I didn't understand that. I think, what was wrong with me? Why didn't I make a sign and protest in front of the school? You know? But we've lost generations. We can't lose this one. It's too important. We are in the end times, and we must do something about it. If we lose this generation, we are all at fault. And we have to answer to God. What did you do or what did you not do? Okay? I don't want to stand there and say, no, I won't be saying anything. He'll be telling me. <laughs> okay. So, so I want to invite Pastor David to come up. We need to honor the father of the house, right? And mama too, but we're going to have David come up today. Um, so Pastor David and uh, Brandon and Etienne, if you would come up, we're going to engage in chapter 4 and beyond. How's that? And we'll see what else happens. I'll scoot down here. I'll sit next to you. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well we have read chapter 4 and you know that is on the day Bob passed we had a 4.1 earthquake (laughs) which was really amazing. And we said, well, you know what? We believed it was Revelation 4.1. So uh, let's see. David, I think I'll give this to you first, and you can start us off. You said me? Well, we just uh, had a wonderful time. Fathers, it's very important right now. And mothers, because uh, this generation really is depending on us. We always tell people that Bob's a part of our church, Bonnie. He's sitting in that great cloud of witnesses. We have a balcony in here you guys can't see. I see it from time to time. It's packed and overflowing and they're rooting us on. And I don't know if Bob's in that crowd or not, but, but there's a great cloud of witnesses rooting us on so that we can bring this generation. You know, I was so impressed with that movie with Pastor Smith. You know, there was a point where things started to get a little bit off. And if the movie was correct, you'll see that. But he stood the ground. He stood the ground regardless, even though he would, it looked like maybe you're grieving the Holy Spirit. No, God had given that man wisdom to shepherd and to be a father of that. And anyway, if you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. But we're honored to have these guys with us. Etienne has been a friend for a long time, and he spoke things into existence in our lives. Carolina fire is a result of this man. But, uh, but I want him to share what's the Lord shown you and um, we'll carry on. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing season and time and for sure what David and Bonnie said, time for the fathers and mothers. Um, there's a lack of fathers and mothers on the earth. But the big thing is you must know if you can't be fathered and mothered, you can't become a father and mother. And it doesn't matter where you are in your maturity in the spirit with Jesus Christ, you need a father and a mother. You need somebody that's a sound board for you with who you can um, revisit things. Each and every person here, all of us, got a blind spot. And that's why you need a father and mother to cover that blind spot. Not to control you, not to manipulate you, but just to to be there for you, a soundboard to see if you are on the right direction. Are you still stepping into your calling, your purpose, and your destiny? So we're right in the middle of an outpouring of Jesus Christ. 
And as Bonnie said, you've been appointed for this time and season to reveal him. You've been chosen. So the fathers and the mothers need to rise up. They need to set the example for the children. They need to create a hunger, a jealousy for God in the youth. Because the youth is going to start a Jesus revolution. It's a time where the youth is going to walk in such power and authority like never seen before. They're going to speak and things are going to manifest in the natural. They're going to walk in the revelation. They're going to walk in the Enoch dimensions. They're going to walk in the wisdom of Solomon. They're going to call down the fires like Elijah. They're going to step out like Samuel where they speak and their words will not fall on the ground. This is a time for you, but you know what? We as adults have been called to show them the way. Now you can only step into that dimension as an adult in the way that you see yourself. And to me always Revelation 4 was a foundation. You need to read what you see there. You need to engage it. You need to become it. How God is described there. That is your image. What you surrounded with and what participates with you is exactly Revelation 4. Those elders, those angels, the seraphims, the heavenly beings, the thunder and the lightning coming where you sit because you are on the throne. So what happens where you sit, thunder and lightning comes out. There's a roaring voice of God. You are that roaring voice here on earth. And if you want to start your day in power, I do it. I step into Revelation 4. From there, I rule and reign out of that position. That is who you are. That's who I am. And that's why Revelation 4 has been given to us as a starting point of your daily existence. Amen. 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 And of course, revelation is the revelation of Jesus. So we're going to become all we are so he can become all he is in and through us. This is a great young man of God. He's from San Antonio, Texas. We won't uh, hold that against him, but what's on your heart? (laughs) Well, Bonnie, I don't know what you stirred up on Revelations 4, but I can relate to that. But we can be here for days talking about that. But I'll just put this in a nutshell First of all, it says that John sees a door open in heaven. Let me ask you a question. When was it closed? There's always been an invitation from the Father to his children. There's never been a separation. There's never been a separation on the invitation of the Father. The more that you begin to reveal the Son is how you begin to reveal on how he sees you. So in in the kingdom of God, there's nothing that is new. It's what is discovered in you is what is new to you. And when you begin to reveal that, then you begin to build based on what you see. So let me tell you how important how this uh, coincides. This is part of our inheritance, right? Come up here anytime you want to. And we're supposed to come back with something. Come back with messages and designs. And I'm going to take you on a little bitty fast, quick journey. But Bobby Connors was the first man that ever prophesied over me in San Antonio in a college. I was just went to go drop off money to my wife. I was, I'm a truck driver. I own a trucking business. And I was on my way to Colorado. I just went in and came out. There was, I don't know how many people were there. And there was three TV stations and and uh, my, actually my uncle, which is my dad's brother, is the pastor. My brother's in ministry. His son's in ministry. Just a lot of family. And um, I was nowhere near anything about anything. You know, went to Catholic school. I mean, Catholic church catechism. I was a priest boy or whatever you want to call him. And honor, yeah, I, did. I, I served the wine to the priest and, and drank it. And Actually, I got thrown out with my mom. Because the robe was too long, so they had to bring the robe up and tie a knot, and the knot slipped, the robe, and I tripped over and spilled the wine on the priest, and everybody started laughing, and then 
my mom laughs very hilarious and oh you think that's funny both y'all can leave so so that, how many of y'all know that's God sent because you want to know why it's so much harder to get rid of religion than it is to get off of heroin oh wow it's okay I don't know open door okay where are we going <laughs> it's, you know we always come down on the manifestation of a root issue not discerning where the root issue is we talk about this and that and drugs and alcohol and all of this but we don't realize that there's a spirit of separation is what's manifesting these things so it's our job to just to hug and cover and bless right we don't realize we need to take it from the root not just chop it off from the head right so revelation pulls everything from the roots and you begin to discover what god has always called you to become so i was in this meeting bob calls me up he goes actually he yells at me hey boy you're in the back you want to come up here i'm like and, the, and then the priest the well, not the priest the uh see i still have some catholic in me so um the ushers were like hey come here young man i'm like what he says you know hey this guy's calling me like who's calling me nobody no they're calling you up to the front so here's my uncle and everybody from the church, they're coming to get a word. And the, the prophetic was verse introduced to them at that time. That It was very, uh, very, very fresh for the prophetic. We were like, okay, in uh, Corinthians prophecy, the foundation is um, uh, the, the basic root of, of, of prophecies, edification, exhortation, and comfort. Right? So we were very, just very coming in. Not, I want to say we because I had nothing to do. So here's my family trying to get an impartation from Bobby. He calls me up to the pulpit, throws his hands around me, and my brother's like, what is, what? That's my brother, man. Hey, that's my nephew. Oh, man, what's going on here, man? Maybe Bobby missed it, right? You don't know my nephew, you know? I had a case of beer in my truck, ready to go to Colorado, listen to some country and get on the road. I, I mean, you know, I was just being me. He begins to put his arms around me. We're walking on the stage, and he says, yeah, man, you remind me of my grandson. My grandson's name's Brandon. What's your name? And I said, well, my name's Brandon. He's like, wow, that's pretty cool. He says, man, you remind me of a truck driver. I used to drive a truck for a while. What do you do for a living? I said, well, I'm a truck driver. He goes, yeah, that's pretty wild how that anointing, prophetic anointing works, doesn't it? And he turns around, and something happens to me. I didn't know what it was. I felt like I drank so much beer, wine, and tequila mixed <laughs> I had to ask my wife what he was telling me. He says, you are called to the nations. He says, I'm going to, and I don't share this prophecy, but we're going higher, aren't we? And he says, you're going to be the next Billy Graham in this generation. And he starts prophesying. He says, the difference between you and him is you're going to come in with shorts and a t-shirt and a ball hat where you're going to allow people to know that they can touch the anointing. There's not going to be a separation between the, the fathers and the sons. It's going to be a gathering of the body coming together. And I didn't understand all that stuff. I was drunk. That's all I know. I was just, I, I mean, I just had no idea. You're going to be going from job to job until you end up to the nations. And he begins to go and, you know, and I'm just like, job, okay, wait a minute. Well, now you're messing with my money now. What are you talking about? Long story short. Two months later, we're going down the road, and I said, you know what, Lord, I'm tired of everything, and just personal, right? I'm going to praise you for two weeks. I'm going to do whatever, going down the road, I'm going to praise you and just thank you for everything. And I told my wife, I don't know what's going on, man, but if God don't show up in my face in two weeks, I, he's literally got to get in my face. I said, because I don't want to be like these church people that just sit down, and they can't even see God and the angelic and all of the things happen. I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm just being free, right? Never been into another church outside the Catholic Church. I said, God, if you want me, then use me of everything that you got. I'll become everything that you see. Not even know what I, I didn't know what how to pray. I didn't know all I prayed was an Easter and Christmas. That was it, right? And two weeks later, man, the Lord shows up. Eleven o'clock at night, I call my pastor. I'm just going to be frank with you. We're going to come on up here and see what's happening in heaven. The transitional part is getting there, right? So I was up in Dallas, Texas. I was just got done delivering a load, and all of a sudden, I'm, I felt there was a there was a voice that came in my semi truck, and it said, "Today's the day." <laughs> and I turned around. I'm like, "Man, was that Tupac or who was it? Man, what is?" <laughs> and it said it three times. Today's the day. 
And my seats were vibrating. The truck was vibrating. My mattress was vibrating. And all of a sudden, I looked into the passenger side, and there was this, I'm just going to be free. Y'all can kick me out later. I don't live here, so it's okay. (laughs) I saw the woman of harlotry with seven heads sitting on my, in, in my passenger seat, and she tried to kill me. I called my wife. She hung up on me like seven times. She thought it was somebody that, you know, trying to mess with her. I'm like, hey, I'm on my way home. I'm on my way home. I'm like, she was like, what? <laughs> Twelve hours it took me to get from Dallas, Texas to San Antonio. This thing was trying to take my voice out. It was trying to take my eyes out. Every head of the beans. I don't, I'm just, I wasn't saved when this was going on. And all of a sudden I hit Austin, Texas, and I hear a train. And it just sounded like 50 trains, man, blowing the horn at one time. And I'm looking downtown in the capital of the heartbeat of of Texas. And I look, and I'm going downtown under the highways, and I look, and there's a glory train. And I see all the prophets. I see, I don't even know how to name these guys. I was, man. And in the caboose. The Lord was just waving at me. Thank you, Jesus. When I came into San Antonio, my uncle's like, man, I know my nephew's got some demons, man. He had the biggest five-gallon oil I've ever seen in my life. Had pastors come in, leaders come in that said, dude, I'm going to need some help with this dude. I get off my truck. I'm going, I'm fast-forwarding this. I get off my truck. I walk into the church. And I'm just hunched over. And the first pastor said, man, you got the spirit of death on you. And they just, you know, and I'm like, whatever it is, man, get this thing off of me, man. All of a sudden, they try to put hands on me. And they got thrown off. The glory of God came in. I saw this hand about, you know, our hands right here from knuckle to the pinky about this wide. And it came and it grabbed me in my ribs and it began to lift me. And when it lifted me, I look at the hand. This hand looked like it was 495 years old. Like a grandpa's hand. Like this hand can build anything. And I looked into its arms. It had this cloak with these red ruby diamonds. And I mean, the, just the dimensions of, of, of the royalty. And all of a sudden, the trumpets began to blow. The heavens opened. And here comes the Lord walking down. Man, he looked like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> and you want to talk about the elders, the 24 elders, the beings, the creatures. Never read the Bible in my life. And the Lord comes up to me in my face. And his whole cloak i could see him through his eyes through the veil of of and my eyes began to bleed when he was talking to me and he says you called me and i'm here he says come on let's go he took me we went into the heavens and he began to soar me I began to fly in, and he says, you see all those? And there were oil caps all over the world. He says, yeah, this was a cap of John G. Lake, and this was a cap of all of these heroes, and man had capped the wells. He says, I'm coming to uncap the wells, and there's going to be a no limits in what I'm about to pour out. This is why I can relate to revelations, and yet I still hadn't gotten saved. I'm just trying to. What baptism did the thief go through to enter into the heavens? How was Enoch taken? Because he never took his eyes off the Lord. He became what he saw. Ooh, let's take it further. You want to go to the New Testament, Old Testament, whatever. Through nor Jew, 
through nor Gentile, but through Christ. We didn't come from the first Adam. We came from the second Adam. I knew you before creation of man. You were already seated with me in my loins. This door has always been open. From that point on, the next day, they asked me to testify. I got up, started preaching, started prophesying, quoting scripture. The Holy Spirit, immediately when you begin to believe, that's what happened to the thief. He believed the way the Lord saw, instantly, kingdom-minded. It's not a program or a system. It's a, all you have to do is believe, and you're already there. Next day, preach, lay hands, demons, man, all this stuff was going on. 144-day revival, AIDS healed, raising the dead. I mean, tumors falling. It, it was just crazy. Power of God. And then Bonnie, experience came in. Well, I think we need to do this. I think we need to do that. I, uh, I have experience in this. Uh, let's do this and let's put this programs and let's, and it just, <sighs> Holy Spirit left. Yeah. I started getting questioned. How can this guy see in this realm when he hasn't even been to Bible college? <laughs> Where's your books? Where's your theology? And I said, well, I thought Christ was theology. I thought he was the full express image of the Father. So I saved me four years of college in just one belief system. So don't limit in what's in the door. You know what's wild? The Lord told me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the mic, but he told me, I was taking a shower this morning. He says, tell my people not to get caught up in being a prophet celebrity. A worship celebrity. Your anointing doesn't come by how many followers you have. Your anointing comes by the authority that's assigned to you in the purpose and plan of God in your life. And this is what's wild. We and Etienne were talking about it. Nathan was called to David. Can you imagine if Nathan was not obedient to hearing for David in the time of Bathsheba? Sometimes your ministry is assigned to a ministry to build. Don't limit the size of your ministry based on the fullness of God in you. I'll just leave it at that. Hallelujah. So are you saying you don't have the limited edition Jesus? Is that what no, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I just agree with everything he said. I mean, you know, it's, it's a one-step program. It's not, you know, what is it, Alcoholic Anonymous? They have the 12-step. 12, 12 but, I mean, it is. It's, it's, one, it's believe. Believe and receive. You know, and, and God doesn't limit us. Our mind is what limits us, you know. And we had so many teachings. Like he said, he, he only went to church or whatever. He got kicked out of church and then, you know, really didn't have any bringing up in the church. So he didn't have the religion. And when God stepped into his life, I mean, that's all there was. And that's all he's known. So, you know, it's, it's knowing the power and the might of the Lord. So, you know, that door is open. I like how you explained that. You know, it's, it's never been closed. It's closed in our mind. We think we can't get there because we've been taught that way. But, you know, it's not, it's not closed, and we need to step up. And, you know, what it says there, too, in uh, Revelation 4 is, you know, they all cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know, that's, that's the thing. There's a lot of people I've heard talk about, you know, they have these experiences in heaven, but it's crazy stuff that they come back with. If Scripture says that, you know, the, the elders and the angel, everybody's crying out, holy, 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 how can we have all these other things? 
right? We need to get some things straightened out and not believe everything we hear, but line it up with what Scripture says. You know, uh, Bob had many experiences in heaven, and it wasn't like, you know, crazy stuff, let's put it that way. And, uh, you know, I know one time, this was before I moved down here to the Carolinas, but the Lord took me to heaven. He showed me, what in the world is this? But it was this, I'm going to say gigundous, gate. It was all pearl. And the gate, you know, it came open. And I went in, and the the street was gold. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And this brilliance of light was shining at me. You know, and that's all really the Lord let me see was to go through those gates. Now, we talk about the pearly gates. Uh, it was. You know, I mean, it was this pearl gate. I'm, you couldn't imagine how big this was. But the, when I, like, came out of that experience, I was holding my eyes. I thought, oh, my gosh, in the natural, the light would blind you. But Jesus is that light. And he doesn't blind you. He gives you vision. You know, he gives you understanding. So, I mean, it's like, I don't Lord, I want to see that again. I'll never, ever forget it, you know. And the Lord has given me many experiences, heavenly experiences. But, you know, we need to really pay attention and line things up with Scripture. I had to do that. I'm like, where is this at? Where's this light at? You know, where's the pearly gate? So it isn't, and Peter wasn't standing there. How's that? <laughs> Just want to touch on three things quickly. If you're in Christ and he's the door, what do you become? So you and I become the doorway to heaven, to Christ, for all the lost. And you've got to look at your own life and think, am I a door for which other people want to enter? Your lifestyle needs to be a testimony of that door, of that glory of Christ. Bonnie spoke about people with all these heavenly experiences. If you have truly encountered God and had heavenly encounters, you'll be surrounded in the spirit and fire. My question is with everybody that tells me that heavenly encounters, good, have that every day, you can have it every second, because you see it there. But what has changed in your life? If it has not transformed you, where have you been? Because if you're in heaven with Christ, everything changes in you. Everything renews. Everything moves from glory to glory. So what has changed in you? Give me a testimony what has changed. Third thing I want to touch on. And Brandon touched on it. I went the same route, radically saved everything. Then I started teaching and carrying on churches, universities, and after the meetings they'll ask me, so where did you study? Which university at that stage? I just said, let's just have coffee. Let's not discuss the studies. I had no education then. But I had God. So I want to ask you, one of the keys that the Lord spoke to me in an audible voice when I got saved said, I am your rabbi, your teacher. I want to ask you, if you sit here this morning and you say, you're a lover of God, is he your rabbi? Come on. Who's your teacher? I came out of a ventilator. I was lying on a deathbed. My wife and family have been called so many times to come and greet me. They're going to put off the machines. It's just a body lying there. December 2014. And when I woke up, the Lord said to me, tell the people, listen to this. If 80% of more, what they know of me, they did not get from me directly out of my word, I don't know them. And I know there are many people sitting here. One teaching after the other. One book after the other. And if I say, David, I read this book. You must read it. Oh, for sure, I'm going to read it. God never told them to read it. My question is, if he's the lover, he's the one that created everything. 
Is he your teacher? Is he your rabbi? And I'm telling you today, I've been blessed by the Lord to see, to hear clearly in the spirit, to be transported, translated, transfigured. I'm not shy to share it. But he's my teacher. A supernatural lifestyle to live in Revelation 4 is as easy as breathing. Effortless. To walk with God is effortless. If he's your first love, if he's your king, if he's your priest, if he's your rabuni, your teacher. That's good. And he is the word. And you said it earlier and we sang the song. It, as it is in heaven, so it's to be on the earth. But we're the vessels of which heaven is to break out because the world is beginning more and more crazy. So what a good time for heaven to show up because the answers are in him. Man, that was a powerful testimony. And uh, go ahead. You got something more? Oh, we got some juice, man. Go ahead. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I was here and I was talking about having these meetings and I said he was like, you know Etienne, he's been here before, but I said, Brandon, he's like Bob Jones on steroids. And he is. <laughs> and louder. Well, I could probably only receive that from Bonnie. You know, it was crazy because the Lord told me the other day, he says, you want to know what a mantle is? What? A mantle. And I said, the one that sits on the fireplace? He's like, no. And I said, okay, Lord, I guess I don't. He says, it's, a, it's an assignment that a certain person is anointed for to become and to release a portion of my presence on the earth. Amen. He says, you need to seek what I've given you. Don't seek somebody else's mantle. And the Lord began to give me revelation. He goes, you know, we're talked about Elijah and Elisha and all this stuff, but the, you know, you're, you, you hit on that the other day. And the Lord spoke to me, he goes, let me tell you what that means in Texan. I said, what did, what, what did the, the two, Elijah talked about the mantle, right? You know, give me, I want the double portion. And basically it was kind of a rebuke, but it was love. He says, basically what he was saying is, if you can see the way that I can see, then you can have what I have. You want to pray with somebody's mantle come over you, but you can't even see the way that they see. We got to begin to honor what everybody carries because everybody sees in part. Isn't that, you have anything on that before? Let's touch on mantles quickly. Why are you pursuing other people's mantles? Every second person you hear has got Smith Wigglesworth mantle. Every second person is Catherine Kuhlman. Every second person is Bob Jones. Billy Graham, going to the graves to receive the mantle. I want to give you a key to it. If you have not picked up your own mantle, do you really think God's going to give somebody else's mantle to you? And we get to these prophetic conferences, and this is the people... And the prophet stands there, celebrity prophets. And tonight God is releasing mantles. I'm going to put mantles on you. Really? A mantle comes from God. I remember the first time I met Bob. One of his things sitting in the lounge, Bonnie was there and everything. And he said, I'm so glad that you said nothing about my mantle coming for my mantle. Because I got my mantle, I was saved for two months, spending alone time. And the next moment, Jesus walked in the natural in the house with two angels. And he said, this is who you are, I'm giving you your mantle. I was on my own, slain in the spirit for three hours, couldn't move. Received and said, this you will not pursue anybody's man your power your authority your identity your everything in the highest measure is in your mantle in whom you are stop pursuing other people's mantles 
I just want to say about the Elijah Elisha, you know, he asked for a double portion. Elisha asked for a double portion of his spirit. Yeah, yeah not his mantle. Yeah. And I think people have got that all mixed up. <clears throat> you know, you were talking about uh, credentials, right? It was funny because it reminds me, let me tell you what that means in heaven, right? When people ask you for your credentials, that means brochure junkies. I had a friend of mine one time, I got called over because it was something wrong with his vehicle. And he goes over and says, oh yeah, that's a 24 valve dual overhead cam. You got double timing chains, it's 236 horsepower. It's got a supercharger in it. It's the car's weighs 2,800 pounds and 14 inch rims and it can go from zero to 60, boom, boom, boom. And I said, okay, can you hand me that three quarters inch ratchet? What's a three quarters ratchet? <laughs> I put my hand on the vehicle and I felt there was a vibration that was off. And I said, I know that there's got to be a cutoff from the EGR valve because it's not getting enough air into the fuel mixture because I could tell because at the end of the tailpipe is blowing black smoke. So when there's blow by, there's either air of fuel or, or there's not getting enough air mixture. And the guy was like, well, where'd you get that from? <laughs> I said, because I touch, I get involved. You learn from reading the magazines. We learn from touching and becoming and walking. So don't get caught up in 80% of the scriptures when the Pharisees knew the law better than anybody, but yet they didn't even know the one that was in front of them. How does that affect us? You can't even see the promises of God that are set before you because we think it's going to come through. I'm not saying God can speak how any way he wants to. However he wants to. He can speak to you in an ACDC. Oh, Lord, I, you know, you don't like ACDC. Well, we need to grow up on some things. And this is what the Lord told me. At the end. He says, tell the people that say, how did you get this? How do we start? He says, okay. And, was, you know, God has jokes. Uh, he told me one time, he says, how do you, he goes, hey, I got a joke for you. I said, what is that? He goes, how do you get a religious spirit? I'm like, how? He goes, when you breed a, a, an eagle and a parrot. <laughs> he says, eagles soar in the heavens, but the parrots try to talk their way up to the mountain. He says, the eagles have intimacy in the heavens. Anyway, we'll just leave it at that. So the Lord told me, he goes, tell those that feel like, how do I get this anointing? He says, what is it going to cost me? We know that it's a belief system, right? He says, but okay, I want to just, I want to bless them with this. Tell them that it's going to cost them $3 for their destiny. I was like, $3? He goes, yeah. That's what it costs for a pen and a paper. Write the vision down. Make it plain. Where do I get started? Some of y'all are so full of the anointing, but you're so critical about yourself. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What does God call me? If you don't know what to do, then serve in a house that is teaching on the open heavens, that is teaching in the prophetic, and become a friend to the fathers that are in the house and build your local church. I remember Bob Jones said one time when he was in San Antonio, he says, don't send me your tithes. Unless you live in the same state that I live in. He says, build your local church. You don't go to North Carolina from San Antonio to buy groceries. Get your local food from your local storehouse. Help your community. Help building your neighborhood. Help building the people around you. And this is the other thing. Many of y'all have been praying for spiritual fathers. And this is what the Lord told me this morning. He says, tell them to stop chasing prophets to become their spiritual fathers. And I said, okay, Lord, you got to give me some more understanding on that. He goes, sometimes you can have a teacher that may not move in the spirit like you, but they know where Jesus is right now. And this is what he said. Some of y'all have an anointing for understanding the end times. He says, but yet you're blind to know where, how he's building right now in this age. Don't get caught up in the end move. I'm not saying not to prepare and build. There's times for that. He says, but you need to know how to read the heavens, and to know where the Lord is walking right now with his people. Amen. So sometimes your fathers can read the heavens and begin to declare and know the nature of God. Those are the ones that you need to allow to be your spiritual father. You may play better, speak better, prophesy better, but yet they know how to read the heavens. So I got a word for you for this house. The Lord told me, he says, that Moravian Falls was discovered in 1753. 
That number in the Hebrew means superhuman power. And he says, and it's the, uh, the word, uh, the, so Moravian, the, the stamp that is in this area is superhuman power. It's effective power and it's active power. Okay. Now I got some, I, I, I'm almost done with this here. And this is what happens, Etienne, when you come out of the heavens. You no longer look at your piece of land for comfort and for a house. The Lord told me, when you begin to see out of where I'm being seated, he says, you begin to look at the land as his power and authority and the blessings that are on your land. You stop looking for land as a resting place of comfort and you begin to look at the land that the power and authority that is given to serve humanity because God is waiting for a generation to build with the power that still has not come out of the ground. And this is what he told me was the key for you. And this is what you need to protect. He says, tell David the key of building is that he's going to build with peace. Let me tell you why. Wisdom and understanding build only on peace. If there's no rest of God in the house of God and in the Father of God, wisdom and understanding cannot manifest. Because the rest of God is the, the, is the, is the portion. When you allow your, you know, we're praying for Psalms 91, right? He who abides in the shelter. So you gotta understand God is not coming to visit you. Oh, the Lord visited with me. He's coming to move in with you. He's coming to abide with you. He's coming to cohabitate with you. Have we made room in our spirit for the Lord to rest? Why? Because Revelation 4 wants to manifest. He wants to make your house a throne room in your city. The abiding presence of God. So where you come into that place, the first thing that happens is the language changes in that city. I had a visitation from Enoch. I went into the Ancient of Days about three months ago. Enoch was sitting there with a staff. I saw seven staffs, and they all had 10-year decrees. I could degree, uh, uh, decrees on them. And the first 10-year decree on the staff was the language of God. And he began to show me that was a sign when Moses raised his staff. Look what happens when you raise it. Look what happens when you set it to the ground. Look what happens when you raise it. Look what happens when you set it to the ground. It's the, extens it's the extension of the language of heaven when it touches the earth. It's the shifting of heaven and earth. The shifting of our mind becoming into his mind that will begin to read the earth out of heaven's map. You are the map of heaven being placed here on the earth. So the Lord told me, tell them that when they come out of this throne, that everything shifts. Everything shifts from a prayer to a proclamation to where all you do is begin to decree for everything that you see. So hallelujah, I'm glad for that. Isn't that good? That's good. How many of you say yes and amen to that? Yes. In other words, as Jesus Christ is in the world now, yes. so we are to be now. Bonnie, why don't you wrap this up? This is your conference, and uh, I want you guys to pray, to speak a blessing over the people, release, and however, whatever the Lord gives you. You have anything else? Okay, go ahead. Who do, who do you want to pray? You want everybody to pray? Yeah, just pray over the people, just to speak blessing, whatever's in your heart. You guys do. Well, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for all your sons and daughters that are here today. I thank you for the youth that are here today, Lord. I thank you for allowing us and giving us the grace to anoint the children, Lord. I pray for the fathers and mothers here that they will rise up and take their rightful position and steward what the children are doing, Lord. Help them grow into the the mature sons and daughters of God. Lord, I just ask you to bless each one as they leave from this place, Lord. We seal the words 
the understanding, the wisdom that they received. Lord, even though if their minds didn't understand it, seal it to their spirit, that they will receive it and that they will begin to walk in it and walk in a greater portion, okay, that nothing, nothing that you have for us would be withheld. And that, Lord, I just ask that their eyes have been opened, Lord, let them see. Let their hearts receive and let their mouths begin to decree in the word of God and destiny for others, Lord. Let us be vessels of truth and honor and mercy and grace and most importantly, your love, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Where's your worship leader at that man that was standing right here? Can you stand up for a minute? The Lord spoke to me about you. I saw three faces come in on you. The Lord says that you're about to experience the fullness of God. I saw psalmist coming to this house. God's redirecting the worship in this house because you have so many, you hear sounds and things that the Lord's, it's not that you don't know how to play. It's that there's a, how many of y'all know that there's power in symphony? A togetherness. That's what God is doing. And you're a sign. This house is a signpost for the symphony of God. It's like a cornerstone of family. You want to know what family is? You want to know what a father is, a mother, how the youth move? This is going to be a prototype of what it's supposed to look like. And I just saw you. I was like, man, I just saw three different faces. And it was like, and I said, Lord, what is he doing? He's what? And he says, I'm coming to him like a night owl right now. I'm switching my face from the eagle to the owl. Bob has talked about that before. And this is what the Lord told me. There's an anointing coming for the night terrors of those that have been having demonic dreams. There's an anointing coming out of your worship. And I saw the Lord creating a radical youth worship that's with you. God is going to build fathers within fathers. And the Lord, I just saw your music change. I saw the Lord taking your hands over. And it was just inviting freedom for the children to come and to, and to learn how to just... Jump on the Father's lap. Just the spirit of freedom in this place. So you're about to experience the heavenly realm, the spirit realm, and the earthly realm all coming together in unison because that your, your, your worship is touching heaven. So, man, I just want to bless you with that. Father, we thank you for the house. We thank you for the intercession. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're establishing. And people are hungry, Lord. We thank you because it says in Ephesians that let our eyes become flooded with light. And let their hunger become so great that our hunger, Father, begins. Because we are, just as Enoch was a seventh generation from God, we are coming into that seventh generation also. That we are coming into where Enoch began to read the heavens and how he began to see. Lord, get, let our hunger just keep our eyes on the things of God so that we won't have to be fighting with things that are unnecessary. I just saw the Lord flickering some of your lights, turning the candles back on that he never shut off. This is what the Lord is saying. He says, the devil doesn't have the power to shut off five senses, but you do. He's given you full access. You're hearing. Etienne said it. You hear with, and you see with your hearing. You see with your taste. You see with your smell. And I just saw the Lord bring a fine-tuning within the body because you're about to get your song right. You're about to get your language right. You're about to get your vision right. So, man, the Lord is excited for you. So we bless you. Amen. Father, just bless all of them with the fullness of the power and the provision, the blood of Jesus Christ, the covenant of Yahweh, the names of God, and your perfect love. Amen. I can't tell you who this is, but this afternoon, someone called and requested that uh, some of us and Bobby lay hands on this man. All of you would know him, but he wants to go higher. And you know, we used to have, before we put the cross over the ladder, it was just a ladder for a long time, and people wondered, why did you put ladders on the wall? So that we can go higher. You know, there's the, the Jacob's ladder. But I believe, as you guys were speaking, that everyone in this place and those watching online, the Lord wants to take you to the next step. 
That's what they got coming for this afternoon. I don't know why he would come to us, but we're going to pray and God take him higher. But you're going to go higher. So if you want to go higher, I want you just to stand. We're going to pray that everyone in this place will take a step higher in the heavenlies, in your purpose, in your vision, in the overall plan of God written for your life from the foundation of the world. Does that sound like a plan? You know, we've got to fulfill our purpose. You must fulfill the ministry that God's called you to. And it doesn't matter how late you may think you are, what you've missed, what's been stolen, what, uh, whatever it was. The Lord is the Redeemer, and He's going to come. And I thank you. We're going to take a step. So just uh, picture yourself doing that. But, Lord, we thank you that this is a day we're going higher. Lord, wherever we've been, it's not yet where we're going to be because it's all wrapped up in you. But we thank you, you're pulling us and you're calling us more than pulling, you're calling. So we respond to your voice and everyone in this place, we're going to go another step higher. Those that are watching in the overall plan of God that is unfolding before us and we get to get in on it and we are amazed that we're in on it, but we are because of Christ Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, Jacob's ladder. And the top of that ladder is Jesus. So we're just pressing on in Him, towards Him, because He is the, the one who's in all, the ultimate one. So we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you for this conference, God. Thank you, everything was released. And thank you, it's fruit that will remain and bear a great harvest for your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Okay, children. Um, you know, I just want one more minute. You can have a seat because you'll need to sit for this one. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I just, David, I, I want to thank you and, and Shirley for, really, you, you initiated this. You asked me to come here and to bring some wild people with me. So, so we did. But, you know, last night, honest, I tried to read this scripture and I didn't do very well at it. So we won't rehearse that. But Psalms 110, verse 3 we need to honor. We need to honor. And I want to honor this house. And I want you to honor this house with your giving. I know they've taken up your tithes and offerings, but I feel that we need to honor this house and the volunteers. Psalms 110.3 says, your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. This isn't our power. It's God's power. And he is pouring out his spirit uh, in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. And that, the young lady, wherever she is, the mother of the house here, she said that. Okay. Um, you have the dew. Okay. In the beauty of the... Okay. Blah, blah, blah. You have the dew. That's what I couldn't read last night. Of your youth. Let's be restored. That's your, your whole... You know, everything is being restored. So I want us to give something to this house as an offering for all that everybody has done here to help bring this together, we need to give back to them, all the volunteers. Who, who here, I don't know if everybody's here that volunteered, but you know, I know Tom was out there, you know, with a parking umbrella. It was a monsoon the other night when we came in. I mean, they're out there at the, at the cars bringing people in. There's guys doing stuff that I didn't know they did before, you know, but Somebody's in there putting toilet paper in there. You know, Bob said, these people get overlooked. We need to honor all people. So I don't know where you are with their buckets or baskets, whatever, but could we take up an offering for the house to honor them? And I don't care what you do with it. <laughs> if, you, if you send it to Uganda to help that girl with her, with her getting a Jeep or a truck or whatever she needs. But let's bless this house for the volunteers, all those that made this possible. Okay, can we do that? Okay, and then one last thing I want to say is, um, uh, let's see, did she leave? Is she still back here playing? She could play, okay, I can't see you. Um, I did want to say that we are going to, we, we did make CDs of all the sessions and we will make it available. I will send within the next couple of weeks. We'll send an email to everybody who had registered. We wanted to keep these meetings private, okay? I feel that those who are really hungry, who God called, 
who he's calling to come up higher in him, okay, they would be here out of that hunger and thirst for him. And we really want to keep things private, okay? Not that it will always be that way, but like Brandon was saying, what do we get, the big head? What did you call it? The celebrity sweepstakes. Celebrity. Yeah. I mean, we don't want that. This is a God thing that's taken place on this mountain. Okay? So for those that, you know, had registered and what have you, or if you're a member of this church and attended, we will send an email in the next couple of weeks and make that available. Uh, I don't know what the cost is going to be yet. I don't think it's going to be, you know, more than $10,000. No, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm kidding. But okay, but we, we do want you to know that. So it will be available. You know, we're not making it public at all. Okay? All right, well, we have been so blessed by being here. Please pass your buckets wherever they're at. If you want to put it up here or pass it, whatever. Okay, I'm done. Thank you for coming, Bonnie. Let's give Bonnie a hand. Just appreciate it. We bless these guys. Thank you, Lord. Amen.